your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Avalanche fans? Welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to Colorado Avalanche and Colorado gets their first season sweep of the year against the San Jose Sharks, a three to nothing victory. And we knew it would be a different game. Uh, just the way San Jose was kind of embarrassed in game one. So you knew, you knew they would come out fighting, uh, have a different game plan and they did, but it still wasn't enough. Wasn't easy for Colorado by any stretch. So you have to give San Jose some credit in that aspect. Uh, but once again, once the avalanche broke through, uh, they broke through again and again. So uh, it wasn't the 7-3 to three style of game, but a 3 to nothing victory this time. So we will break all of that down. And the avalanche seem like they are starting to play like we knew that they could. Uh, so we'll get into all that. But first things first, follow the show on social media outlets, Twitter, L-O-P-N underscore avalanche. On Instagram, search for Locked On Avalanche, and send any questions, comments, concerns, opinions to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. So the Avalanche, yeah, now have a winning streak, and they, the way that I kind of look at it was, yeah, did they play well in the first five or six games? It was hit or miss, and you'd have a good game followed by not the greatest game followed by a great performance from a great goalie uh, followed by a good game. It was, it was all over the place. So I kind of used those games as their preseason. And now we are past that. And now, I mean, all the games count, but now it's like the games really count. You you got those, that handful of games under your belt uh, that you could consider preseason. And now let's go. And they look good. And I think it's a world of difference when uh, that second line has finally shown up and they show have shown up in this series. So obviously you hope that can continue, but they were, again, the deciding factor uh, in the game. And uh, we'll get into stats and stuff like that and kind of like a player of the game. But it was, I mean, they played well. Really, I thought they played a good game. I don't think they were... There was nothing that they were doing where you were like, man, you need to tighten this up. You need to do this better or whatever better. Like I thought they were playing very good defense. They were playing good offense. The the first period was a little bit lackluster. There was kind of... Was there a flow to the game? Not really. It really was that type of like grinded out game. So and and the when you're watching it, it wasn't a surprise to me that it was nothing, nothing going into the third, and nothing, knowing nothing going pretty much, you know, halfway through the third, because that's just what kind of game it was. It was both sides, positioning was good, uh, gap control was good, good in all three zones. I didn't think anybody pl- on either side played a bad game. Now, I think this just goes to show you when you have that type of game, uh, you know, like the cream kind of rises to the top. And that doesn't always happen. 
and you can have a good game like this and the the better team who is the avalanche you know can sometimes a puck bounces a freakish way and it's picked up by someone on San Jose and they bury home a goal that's your that's always in the back of your head but when you're playing this style of game you just have to say stick with it stick with it and the avalanche did and then they they reaped the rewards i think let me see check out the uh shots on goal for the first uh san jose won shots on goal in the first period seven to six and that's what kind of game it was it was just it 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 seemed like both teams were just for some reason taking a little while to get into the flow of the game um and then as it went on started to pick up a little bit san jose did not want to get into a track meet with colorado you could tell that easily they knew, I don't, I'm not saying they tried to do that in the first game to get into a track meet, but I think, you know, once the Avalanche scored in game one, they they had just free reign to go wherever they wanted on the ice. And it was just like San Jose was just catching up with them wherever they were going. And in this game, they, they switched that around. They tightened up. It was tough to get past anybody uh, on both sides again. But especially for San Jose, it, the Avalanche were struggling to get to Dubnik. And oh my God, how many posts can one team hit? I think the final tally is five, but I, they're not including one that kind of went off a leg and then a post. I, I, I don't think they're counting that one, which I think was a Nathan McKinnon shot. So let's just call it six. Six posts or crossbars. It was just, so they were getting pucks past him uh just the placement was a half an inch off so i i I don't think you know dubnik was just standing on his head and 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 playing incredibly because they they were they were able to get pucks past him just not not on point and that was another thing where you're like okay they just have to just adjust one minute thing and then you know just get up just score just get a puck in because on the other end, our guy, Philip Grubauer was playing well. Uh, he only faced, I want to say 20, yeah, 21 shots. So, um, you know, he, he, I thought he was good. There were some times where the, I don't think the sharks had, I haven't looked at the graphs or anything yet, but (laughs) excuse me, the sharks didn't have a lot of high percentage percentage chances or high risk chances that I, that I can remember, but there were some times, you know, Grubauer had to step up, especially at the end when the avalanche had a penalty and they, there was only a few minutes left. So San Jose pulls their goalie. Now they got a six on four. So obviously, you know, you got to step up in that aspect and he did and he did. So, uh, I think it's a good win. This is a good team win uh, you you want to win games like this because you're going to play games like this as the season goes on. They can't all be shootouts, eight nothing, seven three. For the fans, that's that's fun to watch when your team has the seven and has the eight. But you also want your team to be seasoned, and this game, you know, puts hair on your chest, so to speak. Uh, you, you want to have these fighting, grinding out games that you finish on top of, that you that you are ahead 
when the clock hits zero. Because that just makes you feel... I mean, you if you grind out this game, just think how San Jose is feeling right now. Not too good. They played a pretty decent game, the best that they could probably play against this Avalanche team, and it wasn't enough. So they are, you know, the, the aches and pains and bumps and bruises hurt a little bit more right now in the San Jose locker room because they didn't finish out the winner. And speaking of bumps and bruises, we are going to get that into that next. And I said it yesterday, I, you know, I, I, I don't believe in jinxes and uh, superstitions or anything like that, but I had said on yesterday's show with Matt Calvert being out and not really seeing anything that was glaring as to why he's out. So we all kind of surmised that it was concussions. And then we got the confirmation that that's exactly what it was. And I don't think it was anything in the game. When you get, uh, you know, once you get a concussion and then multiple concussions, sometimes you don't have to do anything. Sometimes you just wake up and it's a bad day. So uh, I feel like that's kind of what happened with Matt Calvert, and they are going to take precaution with him. So he could be out for a while. And I and I kind of said, is this the start of it again? And we get another player, two actually, that left the ice. One did return, thankfully. Uh, but let's let's just stop this as quick as possible. I know it's out of everybody's hands, but when you're an Avalanche fan and you went through what we went through last year. You don't want to see it at all. You don't want to see it ever. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it's we'll get into it. We'll talk about it. But we are going to hear from our friends over at betonline.ag, and we're going to be talking about them quite a bit because, you know, a lot on the line in the world of sports, especially with, uh, you know, the one of the biggest events. I'm always partial to the Stanley Cup, obviously. But you can't deny the impact of the Super Bowl, and it's right around the corner. And if you are that type of person that likes to put some money down on it or even some prop bets on it, whatever you want to do, betonline.ag is the place to do it. It's the only place that has you covered and the only place we here at Locked On Trust. That is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account and use the promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus. So all you have to do, go to that website, betonline.ag. An account is free to sign up, just a couple basic details, and you have an account, and you can look around the website. You don't have to have money in the account to look around the website. And when you see how easy it is to put bets down, how clean the interface is, everything about it is top of the line. Put in that promo code locked on. Whatever your first deposit is, they will put in an extra 50%. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code locked on for that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. All right. So we had mentioned injuries. Um, and one crept up to well, two did. And uh the first one was a scary one. And that involved Pierre Edward Belmar. Just one of those freakish things he's he's he's, it was in the neutral zone i don't remember who he collided with but it was a shot like directly to his knee and at first when it happened uh, whoever he collided with kind of like fell on top of him so i thought it was 
he just because this the sharks player was on top of him, he wasn't getting up right away. But as the camera is kind of following the puck and still panning and going into the shark zone, you just at the very tail end of it kind of see him roll over and grabbing his knee. And you're like, oh no, like because you're watching on TV and you're just like, go back to that, go back to that. But you know, the announcers were like, he's not getting up. And then obviously, you know, that after the fact they they showed it over and over again. But that initial impact, you saw it happen, and you just hold your breath and just say, like, maybe it wasn't as bad as what I saw. And then when you watch the replays and you watch him not get up, it clearly was. And that's a scary thing. Hockey players take pride on being, you know, some, you know, macho men to the effect of if they're injured, they will do their best to get their butt off the ice on their own. So when he was laying there, grabbing his knee, not moving, you knew it was trouble because hockey players don't do that. You would think like he'd try to get up, maybe try to put some weight on it to skate off and then go back down. He didn't get up. He didn't even try to. And then when play eventually stopped and people came over to him and they helped him skate off the ice, no, no skate to ice on that leg whatsoever. So we are probably going to be without Pierre Edward Belmar for a little while. Uh, and this is where our taxi squads help. But I don't know, you know, we don't know what's going to happen and who's going to replace him and all that other stuff. That's maybe for, well, this is the end of the week. But over the weekend, we'll figure that out when they play the Wild. Um, but you just, and, and Belmar is just one of my favorite guys in the team just because of his personality. And you want to know what I thought of, you know, after he got off the ice and, you know, you, you're, you're, you see it, the the hit over and over again you know what i thought of was his clip that which i played uh when the season started about lake tahoe about how he never played on a lake before and then he had to be informed that it's not on a lake and he one of my favorite sound bites maybe ever and you know that's less than a month away i first of all i hope it's nothing serious and second of all i hope he comes back when he's ready and healthy but i really hope he he's back in time for that Maybe that's wishful thinking, seeing how much pain he was in. But uh, that would be, I think, if that happens for him uh, to get out in an outdoor game, which he was in last year, but he just seems so happy to be playing in that specific game, even though he had to be told it wasn't actually on a lake. I I hope he gets to experience that. But regardless, I hope it's nothing serious. Hockey, be damned, because um, he's he's just a fun guy to watch play. And then later on, uh, Devontae's he was able to skate off the ice. He took a puck. It it was somewhere in the lower leg, almost off the ankle or off the you know lower foot, um, and he skated off and went right into the back into the locker room, or maybe he didn't even go to the locker room. Maybe he just went to the hallway. I don't know. But you're thinking when it rains, it pours not like who this has got to stop, stop it now. And then he came back out. And I think the, you know, for him, he came back out and there was only four or five minutes left in the game. 
So I think for that, it was clearly, let me just see how it feels. Uh, because there was, I mean, the game, they were, it was two to nothing at that time, I believe. I don't think they had gotten the third goal. No, they haven't gotten the third goal. So he could have just said, you know, game seems to be in hand and obviously anything can happen, but game seems to be in hand. Why don't I just, you know, stay out, treat me. But it was obviously to get back out there and just see if, uh, he could go on it. So I think we still have to wait for that. I, I wouldn't say we're completely in the clear with Taves. Because if you remember last year, Nazem Kadri did something similar. He got hurt, and then he went back out, tried to give it a go, and I want to say he did finish the game. It was almost something similar to what Taves is doing. I have to go back and, and look, but I, I, I want to say he did finish that game when he when Kadri came back out. And then he was out for weeks after the game was over. We found that out. So because of that, I'm going to, you know, reserve judgment and uh, we'll see. We'll see if Taves, if he went back out there, how it felt. Probably going to hurt tomorrow uh, after he wakes up. But let's, again, hope that uh, he is ready to go. And uh, if he has to maybe sit out a game or something like that, that's always possible. But Belmar is definitely long-term. Taves could be a game or nothing could be it's up in the air for him still I think so yeah injuries fun but like I said I just keep trucking and that second line today was the difference so we're gonna go take another quick break and then come back and talk about the stats and hand out our player of the game but first we are gonna hear from you know it built bar and built bar dot if you haven't tasted Built Bar yet, I've been talking about Built Bar for months. If you haven't tried it yet, I don't know what you're waiting for. It is, I've said it before, the best tasting protein bar, not on the market, ever. And if you're the type of person that just needs a little something to fill your belly between meals, Built Bar is the thing for you. They come in 18 amazing flavors, so they're guaranteed to have your profile of flavor, whether that's caramel brownie or lemon almond cheesecake or coconut almond or raspberry or orange or coconut, go to builtbar.com. The bars are amazing. There's also a lot of other products on builtbar.com and whatever you want, you put it in your basket, you check out and at checkout, you put in the promo code locked on and you get 20% off of your next order. Once again, that promo code is locked on. For 20% off of your order at builtbar.com. It's a bar, it's an energy bar that tastes more like a candy bar. Go get them. All right, finally, let's get into some stats for the day. Like I said, the Avalanche, uh, the first period was like very dry. <laughs> and the shots on goal kind of proved that. But by the end of the game, Avalanche, 38 shots on goal. So when the second period kicked in, they were, it seemed like they were in their zone, in their own, in their offensive zone forever and just couldn't break through. But again, you, you felt good about how they're playing. This wasn't game one against St. Louis or one of the games against LA or one of the games against Anaheim. Uh, this was, they were continuing to play well possessing the puck for long periods of time in the offensive zone. 
So sustained possessions, that's what you want. And, you know, you build on them. If you don't score, you you build on that. But they were, in, in, the, in the second period is where they really kicked it into gear and uh, had some good sustained possessions. So 38 shots on goal compared to the Sharks' 21. They, again, face-offs, they, they won the face-off battle 55% to 45%. And then power plays held the Sharks to no goals on four attempts. And I think the Avalanche have killed their last, what is it, 15 maybe? It's around there. Uh, 14, 15 range, uh, their penalties. They've killed the last that many. Uh, and themselves, they went one for four. That seems to be their rate right now is one for four, which obviously 25%, which is not the end of the world. But uh, again, they got some pretty good looks. Uh, maybe maybe one too many passes on some occasions, which the Avalanche, for some reason, are prone to do uh, on their power plays. But also that you had to give the Sharks credit because they were really getting into those passing lanes and they were not letting... McKinnon give that cross ice pass to Rantanen. Uh, but nonetheless, we got the. We have to come up with a name for this spin around slingshot pass that Gerard gives to Taves because they did it again tonight. Didn't score on it, but they did it again, or I should say last night at this point. Um, I think we need to come up with a name for that. Maybe we'll do that. We'll, we'll think of something. So, as far as stats go, uh, so Brandon Saad, two assists. He's getting going. Nathan McKinnon did get on the board with an assist. The goals aren't coming for him, but you know that they will. Uh, he's just way too active. Uh, six shots on goal for him today, which, yeah. Um, is this right? I got – this is on uh, – let me let me double – I want to double check this on another app. But according to NHL.com, they have Nazem Kadri as 10 shots on goal. Uh, yeah, and I'm on a different app, and they have the same thing. Ten shots on goal for Nazem Kadri. When you do that, yeah, you're going to have two goals and assist, which is exactly what he had. So uh, the second line, so Nazem Kadri had the first goal, Saad and Donskoy with the assists, Andre Burakovsky with the second goal, which is his third of the season, Kadri and Saad on the assists. So that whole second line was in on that one. And Kadri with the third goal, his third of the season, Makar and McKinnon in on those. So the second line, their fingerprints are all over this game. And let's see, on the defense, Makar was the only defender who had a point. Which is kind of, you know, Bo Byram, I, he, he looks, he's here to stay. You know, he's got a couple more games on before they burn a year on his entry-level contract. If it, You can't you, – you have to keep this guy in the, in the lineup. You have to. He is so comfortable. It's scary. For someone who's only playing in, what, his fourth game, um, that, that's scary, scary stuff is how comfortable he is playing right now. So I think he – I don't think he goes anywhere. Um, Gerard – is is looking phenomenal. Eric Johnson is the glue that holds that defense together. Ryan Graves, uh, I think he played a better game. I don't think he's where he wants to be right now, but I think he did play a little bit better. Uh, had 
I thought he had two penalties. Eh, they're just saying one. Yeah, no, he did just have one. So I think he needs to cut down on some penalties. I think he's taking a little bit too many penalties for my liking. But uh, I think, you know, he he's not – I think he's showing us he's not the player that he was last year. And that's a lot to ask. That's not his fault. So it's, I think that's, you know, he had a great season, exceeded expectations by everybody. Um, and now he's coming back down to earth a little bit. Um, I still think he's a, a very good defender and very good for this team. So um, so he, he had an okay game, but this defense is is great. And then, you know, when Grubauer has a defense that's, you know, in front of him that plays the way that they play, you might get more shutouts. And that was his second of the season. I would have to say I can't give my player of the game to one player. I think I have to give it to the entire second line because of all of the the crap that they have been through in the first handful of games, people questioning them. And I even threw it out there. Even when, when Bednar released the lines for game one against the Sharks and put them all back on the line, I think they looked at that and said, all right, we're now we're back and let's make it, let's make it happen. And I just had a gut feeling that they were going to do that. And that's two games in a row where they're, they've arrived. And if we can have less questions about our second line and, and have our questions be elsewhere, um, we'll, we'll be just fine. So a uh, good game, a good game all around for the avalanche. I think uh, this, like I said, this, this type of grind out game, it's good for them to know that they can play that type of game and win it. Cause you're going to be playing teams like that in this division. One of them might be coming up next with the Minnesota Wild. Uh, first time we get some division division opponents, people that we're familiar with and people that we don't like too much. So that's going to be it, everybody. Let's hope we uh, get a couple more wins over the weekend, keep this uh, win streak going, and climb up the standings. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in today and each and every day. Uh, I really appreciate it. And follow me on uh, the social media outlets and chat some hockey. So enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the games. We'll see you guys on Monday. And here's Jovi. Go, Abs, go.